There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, hey, hey. It's episode two. Number two in the books. Well, not really. Not yet. Well, it will be in like 30 minutes. In like 30 minutes or so. Okay. So if you can stick around with us for the next 30 minutes, we are going to talk about stress today. Hmm. Stress has been lots of things. Stress has been a friend of ours and not a friend. How's it, it a friend? It's a friend because don't do I'm, that. I can rock. You did that this, in the last. This episode. is my section. That's your section. Rocking is distracting, but that's okay. Well, focus. All right. So, I think stress is a good thing at times. You, you learn from it. I think you learn from times of stress. There's always something good that can come out of stressful situations if you can stop long enough to pause and learn from it, wouldn't you say? Agreed. Yeah. So today I just want to give some of our personal experiences with stress and how it's affected us and because it's very different. Stress affects me different than it affects you. Yeah. And what we need to do for ourselves is also different to help what we each have our own kind of antidote to stress. Well, I guess it's similar. My stress hits me physically. And I think mine is, it, it happens in my brain. I you mean, get when, migraines. It, yes. And it was recently, physically. I guess that's physically. I mean, that is a physical thing, but it's, it's a physical thing in my mind. Is it real? Do you hear a tree fall in the woods if you're not there? Is that's, that the right word? That's not even close. That's not even close. Okay, but. never mind. Well, all right. So I learned something recently about myself. And since I've incorporated this new practice, I have not had any migraines. And I have mm-hmm. been told for years that I go, 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 go way too much. And <laughs> <laughs> my life Who co- told you that? <laughs> Wait, who did you listen to after they told you that? Nobody. Telling you that for years. I know. No, but I don't listen to anyone. We have that on recording. She doesn't listen to anyone. Listen, I need to have, I'm kind of a stubborn person. (laughs) I love this podcast now. (laughs) I need to have, it makes sense. If it does not make sense to me, I'm not going to make the change. And it was explained to me from my life coach. She said, she did this whole assessment on me and she does work with Ayurvedic medicine. So she's a Deepak Chopra life coach and her name's Laura Hernandez. And anyway, she told me after doing this assessment that 
my body moves very, very slow in comparison to my brain. So everything that I try to do, all projects that I try to do, I'm very slow at. And it's not, that's not an insult. It's just, it is what it is. I'm slow. It takes me a long time to clean the kitchen. It takes me a long time to, to do things. I'm a little slow. I finished my test last in class all it's the time. Okay, honey. All the time. I was the last one. I've always waited for you. I know you have, but I take forever to do things, but my brain is like, <laughs> let's do this. Let's do that. Oh, that opportunity. Oh, and that opportunity. So I have this constant battle going on. And if I don't stop and slow down and lower some of my commitments and have some better boundaries for others and myself, mainly myself, then my body says, all right, that's it. You're going to get a migraine. You're done. Shuts you're laying down. down 24 hours. You're not going to be able, you're going to be in so much pain that you can't even think straight, which is true. I can't even think. I know. The pain is so bad. So I've incorporated over the last month. I was going to say, when did you start this whole epiphany incorporation? A month ago. Okay, if you know anybody with migraines, they're the most complicated thing that you could ever try in battle. Doctors are still confused by migraines. They know a lot, but they also still know very little. It is literally a basket full of symptoms and triggers and this affects that and that affects this. And trying to sort it all out takes years and years of practice. So through the years, it's layer by layer. It's been a dance. Yeah. I mean, we started what? Hotsey Health and Wellness when you were in college? Yeah. I went to Dr. Stephen Hotsey in Katy in 2005. Yeah. It was 2005. And that's where I did my very first candida cleanse diet and completely stripped out my diet of everything. God, I remember doing that with you. I know. Lost 22 pounds. Couldn't drink or anything for six weeks. It was eating freaking. So did you know I actually did cheat a few times? No. I mean, when I committed to it, I was in. Yeah. I cheated a few times. I got <laughs> I got that ice cream. Do you remember that ice cream place off 242? <laughs> I stuck with it enough to see. I did better than you on the test that I was joining you yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah, That's I don't think awesome. I ever told you that. But that was the first time I learned about what nutritional stress was doing to me. And I was constantly creating this inflammatory response in my body with nutrition. You know, I thought eating, you know, Nature Valley granola bar was healthy for me. And no, it's actually... Nature Valley's not bad. It may be for you, but it's not good for me. You could have it and it's great. But for me, the amount of sugar or the grains in it have an effect on me. Fair. Yes. So the migraines, you know, it's, this is all it's layers. It's constant layers. And a month ago, she told me, you've got to slow down. You've got to lower your commitments and take some time to every day lay down and take a break. So over the past month, I have been doing my best in the middle of the day, whenever possible to just lay down for like 20 or 30 minutes and a little nap time. Okay. More like meditation that always turns into you need a nap. A nap. <laughs> Have you, it's like okay. a toddler, you get all cranky. It's like, oh, you need to go take a nap. Yes, yes, all it's right. true. Send okay. you a nap time. So, you know, if you only have 30 minutes to take a nap or even 20 minutes to take a nap, there's this pressure like, I got to sleep. If you don't have time to take a nap. I don't have time. Or I don't have time. Or I only have 20 minutes. I need to sleep. Like, it, what if I can't sleep? I, I got to sleep. And then now you're getting stressed that you like can't take a nap. And you're like, somebody's going to come in here. They're going to get me. They're going to get me. Or a kid, a kid, you know. Like and I interrupted yours the other day, yesterday. 
I came creeping in, trying to be all slow and quiet. And it was like, I felt the vibration (laughs) of your body on the bed. I I slept great. I feel everything. Y'all, I had 25 minutes to take a meditation nap or whatever. And Trey comes in after 10 minutes. I just dozed off. And I feel the creepy, like, coming on the bed, like, trying to not wake me. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up. I am, like. Let me just be loud. I am super light sleeper. So I feel him. And then I'm, like, pull up my eye mask. And I'm, like, no, wait. I'm meditating. I'm happy. I'm happy. I was asleep and in five minutes. I tried to go back to sleep. Can I go back to sleep? He's snoring within five minutes. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. So that has helped me tremendously. I have not gotten a migraine in a month and I felt- That's true. Yeah. yeah. I know. I did have a headache the other day, but that was from something I ate, but yeah, it wasn't that bad. Was a migraine. Yeah. So- Has I'm, it been that? It's been a month, huh? Yes. Since I'm we came back from Oregon. so used to them being like every two weeks. I don't even More than that. pay attention it's, anymore. It was like once, on average, four to five times a month. That's so. awesome. Well, okay. So- the, Nap time's good. Nap time's good. I want to talk about really, the migraines are me. You may not get migraines. So this may not mean anything to you, but I want to go over some generalities of what happens with stress. Okay. So first off, let me just say that 70 to 90% of all healthcare visits are due to some sort of stress. We are putting so much stress on our body. I want you to visualize a rope and somebody had a knife And they were just, you know, they make a little slice on that rope, just, just a little bit. It's yeah, a little bit's going to come unraveled, but if they continue to put more and more cuts on the rope, eventually the rope is going to break. And when that rope breaks, it's very difficult. Does it break or does it get cut? Whatever. It's going to break. It's going to break. And you're going to then have the effects of that broken rope, right? It's not going to work anymore. You're going to have a lot of issues. So... There's a lot of stress that we're putting on our bodies constantly from various things. You know, you have environmental stress, you have emotional stress, financial stress, you have physical stress all over your body. And we can do lots of things to try to be the antidote, but there's something called attack theory. And the attack theory is you're sit, let's say you're sitting on attack, <laughs> you're feeling that attack. You could take ibuprofen. I could say, hey, use this essential oil, or do you want an ice pack, or you know, all these other things. But eventually, you just got to get off the tack, right? It's going to keep on hurting. Get off the tack. So what happens when your body is under stress is you have a lot of cortisol production. So a lot of people look at cortisol as a bad thing, and it's actually really not. Cortisol is really not a bad thing. It's a hormone that your adrenals make along with adrenaline, and it's your stress hormone. Cortisol is what helps get you to move. Wasn't it like back in the caveman days, and I'm going to butcher this, but it was the fight or flight. When that yes. cortisol hit, it was like you got these short bursts of energy or opportunity to save your life. And now in such a mainstream world, we're using that cortisol on a macro, micro level at a high level. So it's a constant state of stress. It's a constant did state of stress. Right? Yeah, no, you did. Yeah. And in the morning, we actually produce cortisol. Mm-hmm naturally, because we need it. We got to get going. It's like, all right, let's get this day started. So in the morning, you have a good production of cortisol. But at night, what would, do you want your cortisol up or down? Let's test your. 
I would like it down. Okay, yes, you want it down because if your cortisol levels are down, then you are going to be able to relax and actually go to sleep. So that's Other things a good can thing. Come up. What? Like what? Just Oh, extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So cortisol gets you moving. And when cortisol is produced in high stressful situations, this is where your body is going to get moving to either defend itself. This is what Trey's talking about with the fight or flight. With the fight or flight. So you, this is going to get you moving to fight off the dinosaur or the tiger. Don't go back to mine. That was mine. Just stay. Okay. There. Or the bear. There's no bears. Okay. There's no dinosaurs. <laughs> or maybe your boss or your husband. So you have this high cortisol level that comes out, and it's going to help you to get out of Dodge, to use whatever you need the, along with the adrenaline. But the problem is, is that our lifestyle is in a state where we're under constant stress. So when we're under this constant state of stress, these hormones are having to overproduce and your adrenals are starting to fatigue out. So when your adrenals start fatiguing out, they're not working. It's kind of like insulin. We produce insulin. It draws our blood sugar down. The pancreas releases the insulin. It brings the blood sugar down. But when people just like overeat sugar constantly, Hmm. your uh, pancreas is having to produce so much insulin that eventually it's like, I'm done here. Like I am not producing any more I'm not producing anymore uh, or, excuse me, that's type one um, where you don't have the production of insulin. But type two is when you have the resistance. Type two is when you have the resistance of insulin and your body's like, we're not going to use this anymore. So when you have cortisol in your body, you have normal body systems that don't work at that time. Like it's your body's natural thing. When you have high levels of stress, do you eat a lot? When you're on high levels, high levels of stress? Just a trick question. I'm just, yeah, I'm asking you. I don't know. I don't think about it. You don't think about eating? I eat three times a day. That's about it. Okay. When someone is under <clears throat> high stress, okay. they're not really thinking too much about eating if like you're under super, super high stress. Eventually. So it suppresses the appetite. It can if it's super, super high. Super, super or super, super, super? super probably super, super, super. Okay. But Okay. The other thing is that when your cortisol is produced, you need to have time for those levels to come back down and levelize. So stress, cortisol up, your body does what it needs to, and then naturally it comes back down. We're not giving it time to come back down. It's like stress, 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 hormones just keep being produced. You're going to have a lot of issues from a ton of cortisol production. And I just want to give you a few of those. So there's weight gain, high blood pressure. And these are issues if you are high stressed? Yes, if you're high stressed and you have constant cortisol production. Okay. Too much, okay? Weight gain, high blood pressure, muscle weakness, mood swings, anxiety, depression, brain fog, thyroid function, blood sugar imbalances, poor sleep, immune system lowering function, slow wound healing, and digestive issues. Sounds like we all got COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, that was bad. (laughs) So with all of this, elevated cortisol tells your body to stop producing enzymes that are needed to break down your food. So think about that for a moment. If you are under the high stress, your body is not producing the enzymes that it needs in order to break down your food. You are not absorbing nutrients, vitamins, minerals, 
the nutrients that you need in order for your body to thrive. You start having just problem after problem. Okay. When your body is in a full flight or fight mode and your body is telling you, your body is not telling you to go stop at Chipotle. Like if you're in full flight, like somebody's, <laughs> wait, is it Ch- Chipotle? It's Chip- I say Chipotle. You say Chipotle. It's whatever you want it to be, honey. You know, I'll tell you what, if you're looking at this on YouTube or maybe you want to really leave a comment somewhere, you can tell us what it is. Is it Chipotle or is it Chipotle? Who, it's not even Chipotle. It's Chipotle. It, I know. I understand. But there's like, there's different pronunciations with this. it. <laughs> you're stressing me out. My cortisol levels are going up. Okay. When your cortisol levels are high, you're also naturally craving sugar too. Mm. So yes, there's times where you're not hungry, full flight or flight, but when you just have general like high production of cortisol constantly, you're going to naturally crave the sweet foods. Okay. So one thing after the other, but here's the thing. It doesn't just stay at a high level. Eventually your adrenals crap out. They're like, okay, we're done here. We are tired of producing cortisol. We're going on strike. So just like any overworked employee, they're going to say, screw you, we're done, we're stopping working. Well, then what happens? Now, the opposite of your craving happens. So you start craving more salty foods, dizziness, fatigue, weight loss. Think about it. People who are under like serious, chronic, like really bad stress, generally speaking, they're going to lose a lot of weight dark circles under their eyes, heart palpitations. So you got like this one end of- I think I've been through those phases. I think you have. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I want to talk about some of the ways that we combat our stress. And and just to give you a little, just to go back at the beginning, different types of stress. So you have environmental stress. This is where you live, your work environment, what's going on in your home, clutter, filth, (laughs) Things like that. I'm going to tell you, I have to have a housekeeper. It makes me very happy. Very happy. Yeah, but what doesn't make me happy is how much you decide to straighten the house before the housekeeper comes because it's kind of defeats the purpose of the housekeeper. Okay, we're going to settle this right now. That is the most frustrating thing in the world. Okay. She's coming tomorrow. We got to clean. No, she's coming tomorrow to clean. I guess our definition of cleaning is different. Yes, it is. Okay, so- (laughs) Let me ask you a question. If your housekeeper only has X amount of hours to come to your house and clean, would you rather her pick up your shoes and your underwear and organize your clothes on the floor? Or would you rather clean the blinds and mop the crevices and clean the baseboards? Pick up the clothes. No, she can't do it all. She only has X amount of hours. Well, she can do the blinds once a month. Okay. Don't read into what I'm saying. But you're saying what you're saying, and I'm saying what I'm saying. Trey, this is like a thing. Like, people talk about this all the time. Apparently. Yeah. So, if you have a housekeeper coming, and she only has a certain amount of hours Mm -hmm. at your house, why would you want her cleaning up your clutter? You do the job of putting your clutter away, and then she can actually do the deep cleaning. How is she going to clean if you're all your craps on the counter? We're just going to have to agree to disagree. I know. Because um, right. you take it a little step further when it comes to getting ready for our lovely 
Well, it's also it's also motivation though to to get things organized. All right. So environmental stress. All right. Your home. It's important. It's important that you work in a place that is a stress-free place. I mean, if you're working in a place where it's very high stress, maybe something that you need to consider about what changes need to happen in order for you to work in an environment that's not so stressful. Okay. Financial stress. How many times have we lived paycheck to paycheck? Gee, too many. Last week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's been a huge part of our stress. Just being on that hamster wheel, running as fast as you can, trying not to fall off. Debt. That's Debt. a big one. Not budgeting. What's that? <laughs> so my favorite is... That maybe why we're in debt and have financial struggles. Well, maybe it's why. So Trey doesn't really like it, but I like the Dave Ramsey app. Um, okay. I don't dislike it. I just... Uh, it's You have to put everything in it. And if you just go to Bank of America, it's all right there for you. I really like the Dave Ramsey app. So well, good it's just for you. easy. Okay. I, although I forget what it's called at the moment. I'm happy for you. I think I forget what it's called. Anyway. It's called um, Every Dollar. Every dollar, yes. So, because every dollar counts. That's been a huge help for me. Of course, the emotional stress, the emotional and verbal abuse, that would be an example of strong emotional stress. But a verbal abuse doesn't just come from other people, it, it comes inside of our own mind. True. We are. I'm, I can abuse the hell out of myself, kind of self mutilate. You know, when Laura was telling me that my brain is so much faster than my body. I realized that, remember, stress is, cortisol is produced by perceived stress. Mm. So even if it's not even real, the stress may not even, it may be something that you just well, So I've struggled with anticipation anxiety. So I would try and play out a scenario and I'd play it out in five different ways. And by the time I was done with that one scenario that hasn't taken place, I've already got five different scenarios and all five of them stress me out. And I haven't even walked through a door yet to a situation. But your body doesn't know the difference. No, your body it, starts thinks- the, it starts the aches and the chronic pain and just, you know, the stuff that goes along with that emotional stress, I guess, is what it is. But yeah, no, I had to work through that quite a bit. So emotional for me was big because my brain goes quick and I'll just start playing out stuff. And I'll take it to the depths of the worst case scenario and then bring it back up to the best case scenario so I can have the whole thing covered. And then I'll walk through that situation and none of that crap happens. Yeah. It's like, okay, that was wasted. I think something that has always stuck out to me is the example of how Olympians mm. will train in their mind. They will visualize their body going through their sport. And it's not just Olympians. I mean, it's athletes in general. We were taught that young. I mean, especially in golf, you know, you step back, you visualize the shot, you visualize where you want it to go, where it's going to land, and you just take that vision and then you go apply it. And that's with any of the sports that I played. You know, you always had that forethought of what you want to happen. So that in itself, though, has to be controlled because when I got out of sports, I took that into life and then I tried to envision and foresight what was going to happen, but I was doing it in an unhealthy way. Yeah. And I think that with me, I was thinking about all the things that I should be doing, but I actually wasn't doing them. And there may be a task that really only would take an hour, but maybe that task that was only going to be an hour for me to do, I thought about it every day, three times a day for say a month. Well, 30 days a month times three hours a day, that's 90 hours. Okay. Yeah. So, so one hour task. I did it 90 hours. My body thinks that I did that task 
90 times. Like not real specific, but No, it's a good example because you can go through and you have unfinished projects in your house. You have clutter in the corner. You have areas that you said we need to work on and cleaning this out or doing this or changing this. And every time you see it, it brings up that I have to do this. I have to do this. So you're saying then each time that were to happen, your brain or your body doesn't know the difference as if you were doing it or thinking about it. Yeah, it doesn't so know So each difference. time you look at that clutter of crap in the corner, it brings up the same level of stress as if you did it. Yeah. Wow. If, yeah. Well, we've got a lot of corners of crap that we need to get cleaned I mean, out. yeah. You, cleaning out your closet, it gets a little messy in the beginning when you're first starting it. It's like you look around and you got all this junk in your bathroom and donate pile and trash pile and I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with this pile and – I got to wear that this winter, Kyle, but I don't know if I will or not. And, Mm. you know. Just keep your counter clean. I'll be happy. (laughs) My counter has a lot of products. Oh, baby Jesus. Anyway. Well, so it looks ugly at first when you're starting to clean things out, but eventually your closet looks fantastic when you're done. So anyway, I know that for me, I've got to just sometimes stop. And say, and this is what the life coach has helped me with too. It's like, all right, you got all these projects going on. Let's put them in three categories. One of them is going to be, all right, I'm going to pick this up later. I'm going to put this in the parking lot or put it on the shelf, whatever you want to say. And I'm going to give myself permission to just let it go for right now because I can't do it all. And then this category is going to be, I'm going to delegate out and get somebody else to help me with it. And then this category, the third category would be, I'm going to actually pay some attention to it. And I'm going to, this is going to be my first priority. And it's kind of how you can just categorize stuff. And, and it also helps to say, I'm putting this in category one, which is I'm shelving it. It's not going away forever. So you don't have to give it up. And that may not be a project in your house. Maybe it's a goal. Maybe it's a dream. And you're getting so stressed out because you want it to happen so bad. But you have to say, I'm just going to put this on the shelf for a little bit. So you have to have the feeling of loss. It's not going away. All right. So past traumas that maybe you haven't dealt with. That's a stress. Past traumas cause our bodies to and our brains to think a certain way and to react in situations in a one particular way. And unless we've healed those traumas, we may continue to do the same thing over and over. That's maybe the hard way or the long way, an unhealthy way. And sometimes we've got to work on, on clean those. And of course the old wounds, which kind of goes with the same. Yeah. So, and then there's the physical trauma overtraining. I've been there. You've done it. You've pulled some muscles. Torn, separated, broken. Yeah. The overtraining in the gym or maybe at home, just exercise, maybe, okay, Trey, here, <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about it for myself. I'm the type You're of person. you talk about yourself? No. I'm the type of person that I will work out more consistently <laughs> I'm starting over a Monday. period of time. <laughs> Trey, how are you? And you are. Well, we'll talk about it on Monday and then I'll commit to starting on the following Monday so I can get prepared for the next six days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A year ago, two years ago, your MO was, I'm going to wait. And then, you know what? I think I'm going to sign up for an Ironman (laughs) to make myself work out. And then he would procrastinate because we're both procrastinators. Mental stress. Procrastinators unite tomorrow. Anybody want to (laughs) come? 
Anybody want to come parties tomorrow? So your mental stress would pick up during the time where you were procrastinating, right? Because you knew you're supposed to be training and you weren't. And so you have the mental stress, but then come closer to the race, whether it was Xterra or a triathlon or Ironman. And then you'd be like, oh crap, I better start training. And then like a month before he just pack it all in and boom, overuse Overuse, I finished injuries. I know he did, but I waddle it a little bit back. The suffering of a separated calf. And hey, do you remember that quad. one time that like eighty year old man passed you? He was seventy three, and I passed him. Okay, that was my only feat. There, he passed that, you. He did not pass me. I caught him. Well, he did pass me because he started he, later yes. than me. Yes, because you saw his I got calf. him the last 100 yards, and it almost prevented me from not getting last. And it was like my, my claim to fame. I took him down. It was fun. So inadequate nutrition, that's the next one on, on physical. And these aren't all of it. This is just you know some things that I jotted down. So now we're going to talk about some of the things that we like to do to help us get through all this stress. Now that you see what different type, what is cortisol doing to your body and how is it produced? You, you learned about different types of stress. So now we're going to talk about some different ways in which we like to live a lifestyle that keeps our stress level lower. Well, okay. You had me write down a few things. Okay. Um, Go ahead. But you did give me like this big task and I explained to you that I'm the guest, not the co-host and the guest just has to show up. So let's go ahead and put that out there to everybody. So this is not my work. So for me, Amy, you identified what several years back, like five things that I cycle in and that's alcohol, sugar, exercise, food, and hormones. If those are out of balance, then everything just kind of goes out of whack. And finances too. Yeah. Um, That's a huge stressor for you. Yes. I would say the finances are a huge stress, but I would utilize alcohol or sugar to... I guess, eliminate or not eliminate, but to suppress, if you will, that stress. And all it was doing was creating a new cycle. Mm-hmm. And so what I thought by doing things each day to feel better, it was only putting me in a deeper tailspin. And when I got out of all of it, I realized that the moderation is okay, but the constant is what keeps you in that stress cycle. Right? Yeah. So, you know, when it came to sugar... I would go eat lunch and I'd get a cookie and a Coke. Well, that wouldn't be any big deal, but I would do it five days a week. So now I'm having five Cokes, five cookies. And then I'd come home and I'd drink a couple beers. I did want a cookie. Macadamia, (laughs) man. Those are my best. And then I would get some, even the raspberry, raspberry macadamia. Anyway, but then alcohol, I'd come home and I'd want to drink, you know, two or three Dos Equis and, you know, two or three turned into three or four, three or four turned into five or six. And here I am, you know, not thinking anything of it, but coming through a five or six day week. And, you know, I'm drinking three, four, five beers a night on top of the sodas and the sugar, on top of the not exercising, on top of eating fast food or eating poorly. And now all of these things are cycling into this out of control situation that my body now becomes stressed and my cortisol levels were through the roof. And it wasn't until recognizing that those cycles are horrible and because it's, it's a constant thing. So I had to get away from that. We stopped, I stopped drinking for what, six months and it cleared out everything. My body wasn't inflamed. My joints weren't hurting. My energy levels increased. My stress levels went completely down and that was just cutting out sugar and alcohol. 
And then when I it did decide to implement them back in, it, it's, it's, in it's in moderation. Well, it's interesting because you didn't change your stressors. No, you I changed. Ch- you changed your self-medication. Correct. And just changing the self-medication alone helped you figure out that you have everything in you to deal with the stress that you were putting on your body. That's a good way to put it. I know. I know. You're amazing. But no, so now, you know, I can have alcohol, I can eat sugar, I just do it in a more of a moderate state and not more of a chronic state. And I can see and tell when my joints get inflamed. I can tell when, you know, hey, I maybe had a little bit too much wine that night. I need to chill out for three or four days and let it kind of detox out. So there's good patterns and there's bad patterns. And I was caught up in a pretty bad pattern until, you know, I started listening to you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So... For you, we just have to, we watch the sugars. You watch the sugars. And this had to be his decision because we got married in 2003. And Good job. I know. Thanks. You had to think about it for a minute. I did. <laughs> we got married in 2003. And this was an argument with us until 2018. Alcohol? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a massive argument. A lot. I would defend the hell out of it. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't have PTSD. I'm okay. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm fine. Are you okay? (laughs) Well, you were drinking a lot more than what you had let on. and I I agree. I think my spirit knew that. It was like, I think as women, we have intuition. Men have intuition too. But a couple, they know when the other person is hiding something. And they know when they're not like letting everything out because when you're married, everything needs to be out. And when somebody's withholding something, it's going to bring on guilt and shame. So, I mean, he's a human being and you have feelings and you have integrity and honor. And you knew that what you were doing was not right and you were hiding it and being a little deceitful about it. So you had some guilt and shame, which then had a reaction of being angry or whatever else. And so I was picking up on that. And that was, I mean, we were just back and forth all the time. But I mean, like you said, I had to make that choice for myself. I'm very, I don't know if this is old school, stubborn, ignorant, whatever, but I just don't like to be told what to do. So, (laughs) you know, and I would never say, I don't want my wife telling me what to do. I don't want anybody telling me what to do, but I will listen. And when I do listen... It takes me finally hearing and understanding what I'm listening to and why for me to make that choice. And you know as well as I do, when I make the choice, I'm all in. Yeah. It's just getting to that point. And I think that's the stubbornness is because I know when I do decide to do something, it's game on. I got to do it. And sometimes because of that mindset of knowing what's on the end of that commitment, I'll delay the commitment because mm-hmm. I know once I commit, it's it's there. That's why you wait till Monday. That's why I wait till Monday. I got to get six days prepared and binge and go through all my outlets before I commit because they're going out the window. Oh, man. (laughs) I used to always know if Trey was stressed because I could open the top drawer on his nightstand and it's just a bunch of candy wrappers. (laughs) I mean, and I know it was him. Love me some hard candy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He would just- Halloween was great. So the kids would try and hide their Halloween candy mm-hmm. and I'd go search the house and find them all. And they'd never know because they had so much. And so I would literally take handfuls out of each bag and create my own and then go hide it myself. So by the time we threw all the Halloween candy out, there was nowhere in the house from what y'all knew, but I had my little secret stash. 
I, I don't ever eat sugar. That was a part of what I learned with Dr. Hotsey is that sugar is like an instant migraine trigger for me. Yeah, but you can't eat it. So, so I just, I cannot eat it. And it's kind of a good problem to have. I'm also allergic to chocolate. So I can't even have chocolate. Man, that, I, I used to think that the discipline behind that was so crazy for me to just watch you be a part of all of us doing this and you couldn't. But at the end of the day, you kind of broke it down. You're like, it's. I tried it so many different times where I would just take a little bite or I'd take a little nibble and and then debilitated for two days. And it just got to the point where it was like, it's not worth it. Well, people would sometimes say to me, God, what kind of life do you have? You can't have wheat, <laughs> gluten, dairy, sugar, alcohol. Sugar, alcohol. The hell do you do with yourself? And, yeah. And I'd actually be like, well... I'm actually living now. Like this is living to me. I, every day I'm happy and joyful because from going in college, whenever I had four migraines a week and puking between classes or puking while I'm working at Outback, it was absolutely horrific that time. So for now, I'll do anything. Like I don't care. I'm not attached to that chocolate cake. It looks fantastic, but you know. I mean, it's not worth it being sick the entire next day, but okay. So <laughs> some of the things that I do for, so one of the things that I like to do for stress relief to keep myself balanced is number one, my morning devotion. I read an app called Jesus Calling and that app is so wonderful. It's amazing. It's amazing. We got that, we got that from a counselor, a Christian counselor we went to in 2011. Yeah. He handed me, I still have that book, June, 2011. And I've been reading it every morning since then. Yep. It's been pretty powerful. It, it's just so good because it just kind of sets up your day and it get, it's like always on point. Don't you mm. feel like that? It always feels like it's reading to you. Like you could read it and I could read the same thing, but I feel like it's speaking to me and what I'm dealing mm -hmm. with and it's speaking to you and what you're dealing with. And, yeah. And I've been reading the same thing every year. Every There's 365 days a year. This has the same page in each day mm -hmm. for the last 11 years, but it feels like it's something new every morning. It does. Yeah. So morning devotion is important. That is when I read the Jesus Calling, I write in my journal, and I pray and I meditate. So I kind I of- started journaling. Huh? I started journaling back in April. And it's different to put your thoughts on paper than it is to just say them in your head. Because, you know, when I were to pray in the mornings after my devotion, I would just, I would, pr I wouldn't pray out loud. I would pray in my head silently. But when you have to physically write it, it just has more power in my opinion. And, and it becomes more real when you're putting it on and scribing it. So I've enjoyed that. There's actually energy that's transferred onto the paper. And, yeah. and I don't know how much this is true, but apparently if you write in pencil, because that's a natural earth substance of pencil. I write in pencil. Just saying. You write in pen, but whatever. I do because I like the ballpoint pen. So when I journal, it's not like, dear diary. I actually like the sound of the way the, the lead and the paper make when yeah. you're writing. It's, it's kind of therapeutic. So when I write, it's not like Dear Diary, as I was saying before I was rudely interrupted. I'm sorry, were you talking? Um, it's Dear God, it's Heavenly Father, Jesus. That's who I'm writing to. And Started that, out a couple with Pops. Huh? <laughs> I'm like, yo, Daddy. Hey, Pops. I do the Southern Prayer. Lord, Heavenly Jesus, oh, Father, Lord. Daddy, Daddy don't, God. Don't ruin it. Daddy God. Don't ruin it. Just what's number two? I've never heard of Daddy God. I heard Daddy God recently. But I'm, <laughs> my, God. my family is not from Oregon or is not from Texas. We're from Oregon. So What are you here, saying in Texas? Would say Daddy God? Yes. Yes. In, in the South, people are like, oh, Daddy. Daddy God. 
Daddy Jesus. Yes, I had not heard that before. Okay. Um, What's number two? So that's what I do in the morning. I start out, I do a meditation because otherwise my caffeine's going to click in. I'm going to be like, so meditation first, then I read the scripture, and then I write my prayers in my journal. That's kind of my thing. Okay. Next thing is exercise. And after exercising, it's, you know, it's not that I necessarily love to exercise. Like, oh, I'm so excited to go do this exercise for the next 45 minutes. I like the after feeling. I like the feeling that you get of feeling strong, of feeling light, of feeling loose and flexible. And I like that feeling that my metabolism is on. And you want to have your muscles strong, you want your heart strong, and you want your joints and your ligaments to be flexible, and you want balance. And my particular workouts that I like to do is I like to walk and bike ride. And walking has many different benefits, of course, which we're going to do a whole episode on that. But just to recap on something that Trey said earlier, when he would go through all those scenarios in his mind... When we would go on a walk, he would talk about, you talk about all those scenarios, and then that would help us, help him to kind of work through those. And then he would talk to me about it, and then we would hone into the one thing that he needed to focus on. Like what was real, what wasn't, what's important, what's not. Yes. So walking helps us to be able to do that. If we were both out there trying to run sprints, we'd be like, hey, I was really trying to work out this account and um, hold on. I mean, it's just not going to work. But if you're out there walking, then you're going to be able to talk and release and let some things go. Resistance training. We've got to keep our muscles strong, especially women. As we get older, our muscle mass decreases and we need to keep our muscles strong. We start losing muscle tissue. I don't want to be calling on my neighbor to come open my can of pickles. I want to open that pickle can myself. That is the weirdest analogy I think I've ever heard. Well, because you would have me to open the can of pickles. You'd have yeah, the but what if you did? I ain't dead. Well, if you keep on, you have to go right to, to death. Well, I don't know. Just, I could be out of town. I could not be. I mean, home technically, men. Look, so. I actually can't stand exercising. I've done it my whole life, and it's just kind of been something that I was brought into with, with athletics and the motivation for me is what it does. I go through it to get the end result, which is what you said. Yeah. I love the way I feel afterwards. I feel clean and refreshed. I feel like I blew out all the toxins and bad things that I may have eaten or drank that day. And it just gives me kind of this rejuvenation for the day or for the, for the morning. And it's kind of a painful bliss, but I do not enjoy it but I enjoyed the aftermath of it. You know, when, when we go walking or do some sort of cardio exercise, it's going to increase your metabolism. You're going to burn some calories during that walk and you're going to burn a little bit more calories after the walk. Had you not gone on the walk or bike ride or run or whatever, but when you weight train resistance training, whether it be strength or endurance or a combination of both, you're actually going to increase your calorie burn for the next 36 to 48 hours. So if you're exercising, lifting weights two to three days a week, you're constantly putting a higher demand on your body and you're burning a lot more calories and fat. That makes sense. I've been working with Chase Banks and Alicia and Gina and Isaac over there with the rehab I've been doing and it's all body weight. Mm -hmm. It's all body weight and resistance bands. And I feel like I'm doing this Jane Fonda exercise on all fours, lifting up a leg. And by the time I'm done, I'm profusely sweating. I'm tired. Like I just 
you know, ran a hundred gassers and I barely moved my body an inch. Yeah. And those are the little things that make it to where you don't have to go in there and clang iron to get a workout in. You can do your body weight, you can do your bands and you can make it as easy or as hard as you want. Well, a lot of times if you're putting so much weight that you're trying to get your body to push so much, push or pull so much weight, it's putting so much strain on your ligaments and on your joints that you end up just injuring yourself anyway. And then you're out and then you gain weight and then you stress up and then blah, blah, blah. So just the rest cycle history. continues. So the next thing would be yoga. So yoga, resistance training, and then some sort of cardio like walking or bike riding. Those three things, yoga, you got your balance, you got your flexibility, and you got your strength through isometrics. It has been nice to be married to someone that's a yoga instructor. Yeah, he he loves whenever I do yoga with him and adjust him. I like the personal one-on-one yoga where you put me in the positions that I can't get into. Yep. And then help guide me through it. So midday, med- I'm going to speed through the rest because we are getting close to our time. We're actually over our time. But midday meditation, that's the nap that I was telling you about. I limit my involvement a lot more now by what I say yes to. It's a compliment when somebody comes at you and says, hey, would you be interested in doing this, this, and this? And you're like, oh. Thank you for thinking of me. Yes. Yes. Oh, crap. What did I just commit to? What in the hell did I just say? Yeah, it's hard to say no. So boundaries, not just for other people, but really for yourself. Procrastination. We talked about that a little bit. The more you procrastinate, the more stress you have. So it's a hard balance because both Trey and I work good under pressure. We work real good I under pressure. I am the worst, best procrastinator ever. I think we both made A's on our tests and we would study the night before and it would be fresh on our mind, but we'd forget it all. (laughs) We'd forget it all. Having a clean and toxin-free home, that is another way for me to have my stress level lower. We, We talked about having a housekeeper. That is just something that my parents from a young age, they both worked very hard. Man, I was a housekeeper in my house. Yeah, well, my sister and I did everything. We Cleaned had the toilets, floors, we had Domingo, the kitchen, and Domingo was amazing. Yeah, I didn't have a Domingo. Well, I had Trey and Amy. My parents, Trey and Mandy, worked in Houston. We lived out in Montgomery. My mom was in Greenspoint. She didn't get home till after five. She would go exercise and then come home and make dinner. Yeah, and y'all she, were latchkey kids. Y'all could have done some work around the house. Well. We didn't want to. Mm-hmm. No, we did. My mom would make us clean up our room before Dominga came. <laughs> See where it came? See where it came? Where it came from? All right. So, um, What's next? <laughs> having your chore list in order for your kids. Delegate. Delegate some stuff. That is super important to keeping things in your house in order. And sometimes... We need to have an episode on when we say delegate to the kids, why you and I get in arguments about what I feel like they should be doing and what you feel like they should be doing. That's because I might have already told them what to do, and now that I have them on something else, but I need your help with this. But the fact that you're needing me to do something that they're capable of doing is where I get annoyed because they are there as lovely children to help we're, facilitate responsibilities. We're, we're in the into house. this episode quite a bit, so we're just going to yeah, go right on. Talking about stress. That's a stress okay. Here. Sometimes you, we may have to just stop and say, okay. I'm not going to have fun this weekend. I'm not going to do anything. I'm Hey, I would love to go to the mall with you guys, or I'd love to go out on that double date, but I've got to get my life in order a little bit. I need to get my life organized a little bit. And sometimes that's what you have to do to just get things to be forward momentum so that you can just stop and think. We already talk about financial budget 
I have to keep my, I like the Dave Ramsey budget. I like and the BOA then budget. Personal care. Personal care is super important. I use a lot of essential oils. I use Young Living essential oils. I'm doing a lot of personal care, whether it's a nightly bath or a face mask or, you know, going to get a pedicure or my nails done or doing it myself. Personal care. It feels good. It's important. These things all keep our lives so much less stressful. I take a shower, brush my teeth, and, you know, keep my hair good. That's about it. That's pretty much it. Y'all are pretty easy. So so that's it. That's what we have for you today. So thanks so much for listening. I hope that you were inspired, and I hope that you can find ways that you can incorporate some antidotes to your stress in your life and get off the tack. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> get off <Okay>. the tack. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.